0: online call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at real you are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead this this is real ghost stories online
1: tonight a hospital technician learns that working late may be less than productive what could it be that causes everyone to make sure they hit the door running a little girl's doll takes on a life of its own could this be the dark result of their cultural background a family's longtime home is passed down with more than meets the eye. Is nostalgia stronger than fear? And is the home worth keeping in the family? And a listener's historic Indianapolis home hosts more than they realize. And are these guests pleasant company? Those stories, your calls, and more... On Real Ghost Stories Online, Tony and Jenny Bruski joining you once again. Hello. Do you have a boo-boo? No. Do you have an owie? Do you want a princess bandit?
2: I'm just picking. Okay. You know how I am. Yeah.
1: Well, there's there's bugs out there this evening. I had a few mosquitoes on me when we were sitting on the porch.
2: No, 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 it's not a bug way. It's, it's just it's something I felt and decided to pick out obsessively because yeah, that's what I do. A
1: little CD kicking in there. Yeah, so. just a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. And that's
2: not a joke. That's that's true. That's uh, true. That's
1: true. We like to make fun of each other's mental ailments. Mental ailments. Is that all right? Is that a word?
2: Uh, yeah. Is it? I think so. I think that's the right use of it.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of came up with I it. I
2: don't know. We just call uh, out each other's acronyms all day long.
1: Yeah, Anywho. If you'd like to be an EPP, acronym.
2: Yep, there we go.
1: You can uh, you can become one on our website at realghoststoriesonline.com. It uh, helps support the show. It conti- it allows us to continue doing these shows. If you like the show and you like it to continue on for another year or two or eight or 20, uh, please consider being an EPP. It's five bucks a month, or you can now uh, just subscribe for the whole year and go year to year. That may be the easiest route to take. Um, and uh, you get all the bonus episodes that we send out to you. Plus, all the extra stuff that we have been uh, working on and, and are working on, including that uh, brand new uh, short film we're putting together, Spirits in the Air, about the haunted airports. We're very excited about that. You can check out the trailer on the website at realghoststoriesonline.com. And our little one likes to go and say, spooky airplanes, and watch it over <laughs> and over and over. So it's a lot of fun. We're excited to uh, to have that uh, uh, being worked on and out to our EPPs. So check it out, realghoststoriesonline.com. Let's kick off the show today uh, with a a caller to 855-853-4802. Of course, if you have a real ghost story, we'd love for uh, you to either call in or write in and share it with us. Here we go.
3: Hey, Tony and Jenny. Um, I've written it. My name's Mike. I've written in a few times, but uh, something happened to me last night, so I thought I'd call, maybe get the story in a little sooner. Um... But first, I wanted to mention a theory I have that I've never heard before. Uh, The theory that when the body dies, it disperses into energy. Now, that part I've heard before. But what I've always considered it um, is that it's like pouring a pitcher of water into a river. And some of that water will disperse immediately. and Some of it will stay together and maybe eventually disperse. Uh, I think you can say the same thing about A soul or a spirit The energy of a dead person And that some of it stays clumped Now this could uh, Explain ghosts It could also explain reincarnation Because some of that energy stays And goes into another living person Um, I don't know if this is true It's just a theory I have Uh, But what happened to me last night Was um, In my previous letter I mentioned seeing a shadow figure at the bottom of my stairs and that was such a fleeting thing, that was only part of my story. Um another thing is that um it's funny, I, I well I live with my parents right now and one time I was talking to my mom about it and my parents just think it's ridiculous that I like this topic. But then one of the times I was talking to my dad, he said Oh yeah, growing up we had a ghost in our house And then when I told my mom about writing the letter With the shadow figure at the bottom of the stairs She's like, oh yeah, I was asleep in the living room And I saw one in the kitchen (laughs) Okay, what's so funny about this then? (laughs) But what happened to me last night was I was listening to your your podcast And so yeah, I was getting a little creeped out And uh, so I can uh, assume some of it was my mind playing tricks on me but with the shadow figure, my parents and I uh, have kind of joked about it and uh, I've dubbed this being Gary. Um, I would not call myself a sensitive in any way, but I, I feel like in situations throughout my life, I've kind of gotten a sense of what I'm dealing with. Um, for instance, last year I lived in Seattle and some strange things happened and I got the impression it was a boy who was just kind of messing around uh, you know banging things and moving things and just having that sensation of something watching you Well, so last night I was getting a little spooked and uh, and I switched to a, a comedy podcast and then I was watching some TV as well to try and keep my mind distracted I just heard that story where they the guy's cousin was yelling and then he had something almost bite through his thumb and that was really freaking me out so I start dozing off And as I'm lying there, I have odd hours, so I've always kind of thought that when I see these fleeting images of Gary, or these noises, that he's getting annoyed at me for keeping him awake, because I'll be up at like three and four in the morning. And so I frequently have trouble falling asleep. It'll be from like a loud bang in my room, or I'll feel like my arm shake, and I don't think I did it. And so I kind of tease that Gary's trying to keep me awake because I keep him awake. And, uh, well, last night, um, I've, I, you know, I've had this happen and I've heard it before where people say they feel the, the bed in, then like someone lied down next to them. Um, that it's not like that. Uh, two or three times now in this house, including last night, I'll be lying there and it feels like someone's kind of like running their fingers along the mattress. And on the one instance, it felt like someone was poking their finger up from in the mattress. And there was like just sort of this sharp lump. It was really, really bizarre. But I was trying to ignore it, you know? And, you know, I've heard you mention before, like how could people fall asleep after these things? It's like, well, what else are you gonna do? If You gotta sleep, you gotta sleep. And when these things happen, you immediately try and say, you know, I'm imagining it. Or, you know, trying to come up with a logical reason. Because otherwise, how the hell are you ever gonna sleep in your room again, you know? But then you know, um, I started dozing off, and I've had it before, where I really thought, you know, you wake up and you kind of suck in breath, like you weren't, like you weren't breathing as you're falling asleep. And I've had that before, and I don't know, I think that's physiological. But last night that kept happening to me, and I was getting frustrated. And then in the one time, every time I opened my eyes, it was like I saw this white mist dispersed and it was so quick it was like it could have just been my eyes or whatever but it was also unsettling and then the last time it happened it felt like something was sucking the breath out of my mouth like my mouth was like my lips were pursed and it felt like like a a a tunnel of air was being pulled out of my mouth and I woke up from that and I've never felt that before That that was just bizarre and I kept hearing knockings in my room um I saw shadows moving across the wall right out of the corner of my eye and it's all stuff you could just sort of excuse away, but, uh, but having it happen in such a se- sequential order and so quickly, you know, um, I, was, I really was unsettled by it. Uh, but anyway, I wrote in a story uh, before about my college days. And then I followed that up with a story about when I was actually younger, and uh, my neighbor's dog scared the crap out of me. Hopefully you get to this sometime soon. But I listen to you guys all the time. Um, Almost done all the episodes of Binge listened and I love it. And uh, thank you for having me be a part of your community. All right, you guys have a good one.
1: Thank you for calling in and sharing your story with us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, 855-853-4802, of course, is a number that he called in on. Um, <laughs> he said, what do you do when you got uh, things poking through the mattress at you? And yeah. uh, well, I uh, sleep was not going to be the first thing on my mind. That, I mean, that's me. Uh, you know, I, I would be way too freaked out. I just would. And then the, he says, well, you got to sleep in there. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> My mind really goes, no, I don't. I, I, there's a couch, there's a kitchen, there's a bathtub. Yeah, you know?
2: try somewhere else and see if it leaves you alone, just to kind of figure out if it's just your room or not.
1: Yeah, I would just, yeah, I mean, I would be way too freaked out. Yeah. No, I, I the idea of something poking through the mattress is just one of those things that of a horror movie that is just so unsettling to me. I, I just, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> you want to think about it. Um, yeah, there you go. Uh, 855-853-4802. Of course, right into the website, real ghost stories online. Uh, Stephen writes in, I recently became a biomed technician at two dialysis clinics in Eastern North Carolina, and I absolutely love my job. I help people improve their lives every day with my work, and it's very rewarding knowing some. Unfortunately, There's a lot of death in these clinics as well. I found out the hard way with working many late nights in both of my clinics, which have uh, ended with me immediately finishing up my work and leaving, putting off what I was trying to do until the next day. I want to first explain that while I believe in the paranormal, I never fully experienced it to to this extent. The kind of activity... ...is never really the same. Until recently, it has just been things like doors opening and closing with footsteps in the building. While there are a few incidents, I'll uh, talk about the ones that, ha- I, that have had the most impact. The first incident was while I was working in my office. It was kind of late, and I was finishing up with some paperwork on the computer, and I heard someone scream out my name. It came from the back corner of my office. I turned around, and there was no one there. I immediately got up, pulled my flashlight out, and did a complete search through the building to see if anyone was there. I was the only person in the building, so I went outside to verify this. I walked outside, and the only vehicle in the parking lot was my truck. I walked back in to finish what little bit left that needed to be done, picked the truck up, and left not really thinking about it. A few weeks go by, and I end up working a very long day at the clinic, working on machines... Because of the activity, I turned on every single light in the building and put headphones on to drown out any sort of noise or figure that could have ended up surprising me so I could work. Well, it may have worked for the noise. However, it couldn't prevent what I saw in the hallway despite every light in the building being on. I looked up, walking to another machine on the treatment floor. I saw a figure out the corner of my eye. I looked over to where the male figure was, and it was gone. Well, it may have freaked me out at the moment I ignored it and continued with my work. I finished the paperwork, went to my other clinic to take care of what few loose ends I had before I left for the night. Before I left, the cleaning crew came in and I mentioned some of the activity I had noticed. Well, it may have ended up being a mistake on my part. I learned some things that I really didn't want to hear or know about. Things like chairs moving across the floor with no one touching them. Hearing footsteps throughout the building and seeing figures, sometimes faces, to the figures. What's very interesting is the fact that they work in either one of the buildings past 9.15 p.m. While I was speaking with the cleaning crew about this activity, we all heard a loud thump and the whole building shook. And no, it was not the A.C. units turning on. I've heard all of the units coming on before, and it was nothing like this. Despite this kind of activity, I have continued to work, and if you'd like, I'll update you when I get the chance. If you have any advice for dealing with this activity, it is much appreciated. Feel free to contact me any way possible if you have any further questions.
2: So I think part of that curiosity where you ask your coworkers, has this ever happened to you? You're hoping for that... No, never had anything like that happen to me. Mm-hmm. Why? Not the, oh man, you gotta hear this. This is why we don't work past 9.15, because we are out of here. We are done.
1: Yeah, that's probably not the reaction you necessarily want to get in that sort of uh, a situation.
2: No, not at all.
1: The, uh, the suggestion I would have, if you don't like it, or you want it to go away, and this may sound insanely simplistic just try talking to it and asking it to go away or, or asking it to not uh, freak you out or not make itself known to you. It's funny. It sounds so simplistic, but we've had so many stories where people are telling us they simply, and it really depends on what it is that you're dealing with, but it'd be a good first step. Sure. Depending on what it is of just, you know, saying, hey, look, you're here. I'm here. You really are kind of scaring me. You know, If you're going to be here, that's fine. But please don't show yourself to me. And if you want to play around with stuff or make noise, can you do it when I'm not here or when no one is in the building? You're welcome to do it then. But I'd really appreciate it if you just didn't. And if it's a human-esque type entity that has some amount of respect for you, um, it should be okay and it may stop. If it's not, (laughs) if it's an honorary human, it may be like, screw you. I'm doing this, you know, to get a little pleasure. Um, or it could be something completely dark and not good. But we've heard that on a lot of things where people have simply asked and they seem to go along with it.
2: Yeah, we have. I'm just afraid of acknowledging it. That's my fear.
1: Yeah. But I, I wonder if he has acknowledged it already in, in some way, shape, or form. So look back on that, too. Because that, that can be... A whole tricky thing right there, too, is when you acknowledge it, sometimes that ups the activity a little bit, too. Good. There's really no clear route to take there, but I think the only route to take is if you do want to have a chance at it stopping or if you can tolerate it where it's at, um, I wouldn't do anything if you can tolerate it where it's at, but if you do, actually, it's too much for you and you, you do want a chance at it stopping, just know, acknowledging it, it could very well increase it. All right, got a uh, letter here. This is a little bit of follow-up from Caitlin. Caitlin, the empath, she says. uh, She says, in honor of Ouija Awareness Month, I'd like to share something. I first want to give a shout-out to my mom because she specifically warned me against Ouija boards when I got old enough to go to sleepovers. That's a good mom. I don't know if uh, she had a story behind the warning, but upon listening to the podcast, I thank her. For steering me away, she never guided me away from the paranormal. Just the Ouija board. Hey, mine too. Um, I was uh, I was brought up Lutheran, so Tony, I know what you mean about basement ladies. Even though we don't have basements in South Carolina, but I guess I'd say I don't adhere to uh, solely Christian beliefs. I like to share a non-theistic uh, explanation for the community. In a class I took at San Diego State University, we had a guest speaker from the local paranormal society who. Summed Ouija up this way, those entities that speak through Ouija boards are lower level entities. These entities are the are uh, what uh, you might call demons or negative entities who've never walked this this earth as humans. They have no purpose but malice and ill intent. Higher level entities are humans who've passed on and they don't bother with Ouija boards. Even higher plane entities are what some call guardian angels, and they too don't communicate through Ouija boards. If a board says it's a loved one communicating, it's a lie, and Ouija is not worth the risk of inviting evil into your life. I'd like to hear the community's thoughts on this ideology, but I definitely tend towards this notion. Thanks for sharing my story again, and I definitely recommend becoming an EPP. It's more than worth it. Well, thank you.
2: Well, that's kind of what we've thought. I mean, that's yeah. that's more just like the, I guess, the totem pole of where they are as far as ranking.
1: Sure. So. I would say in my views on the Ouija board, and again, it's one of those things where everybody has their own views. I'm not saying this is it. But if, if I were to tell you exactly how I feel about it, I'd say it's pretty much in line with how, what she just described. Right. That would be what I would subscribe to. I agree. So, but, uh, you know, if anyone wants to comment on that, feel free to do so. We have that to form section up on the website, realghoststoriesonline.com, and share your thoughts uh, on that. Uh, let's go to another caller from 855 uh, 853
4: Hello. Hey, guys. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. My name's uh, Jin. And uh, I'm actually originally from Ukraine, so my Ukrainian name is Zhenya. Um, so I would like to tell you uh, tonight a story that happened recently, and it has to do with me and my mom. And by the way, if there are any background noises um, in the car driving, so there's no MVPs or anything like that. Anyway, so. Uh, in my neighborhood, uh, well, not really technically my neighborhood, but the neighborhood right next to ours, uh, this is where I walk my dog, and me and my mom sometimes go out for walks. There's a house there. The house is relatively old. The whole neighborhood is relatively old. The houses are from uh, probably around 40s, something like that. And uh, uh, an older an older couple used to live there until uh, a fire happened uh, for... I really don't know why exactly it happened but uh, it happened on Christmas day Christmas morning of um, I believe it was yeah it was last year Christmas morning last year the house uh, was engulfed in flames around like 8 o'clock in the morning Um, my mom and my dad were actually walking our dog and they ended up Helping uh, the uh, couple's neighbor, who literally ran in there in his underwear to get them out of the house as fast as possible. So, my mom gave, gave uh, the lady her coat and everything like that to warm up. So, as far as I know, the couple, they were hurt, but as far as I know, they lived. But the ambulance did take them both away. So, the husband looked in pretty bad shape, though. Haven't heard about that. Uh, pretty much for a while until my mom started kind of walking. And this is recently, the past, uh, like, two months. And she is a a big believer in the paranormal, uh, as I am. So she tells me one day, listen, I was walking the dog, and he just acted really strange. Like, he just stared at the house, started growling, and his uh, hair just stood up. And I'm positive that there was uh, no animals there or anything like that. So I was like, "Well, that's not really anything because you know couldn't see a squirrel, and it's not a fact that you didn't see him." But I decided to check it out for myself. So I'm walking, and I hear about haunted places, you know, just kind of left and right, and or, or if there's ghosts somewhere or anything like that. I just, uh you know, usually kind of like try to rationalize it, but when I walked, I started kind of walking a the dog there and I kind of forgot about it. And then one night I kind of walked by it and my dog just keeps pulling towards it. And I'm looking at the house and I just get this really weird feeling like someone's watching me, just really weird. So I didn't really feel comfortable, started walking away and all of a sudden. I kind of just feel like something's either following me or just staring me down. So I kept turning around, kept kind of looking back and just didn't get a comfortable feeling in general. And later on, this happened about a week ago. I walked my dog there, passed by the house and it was about 12. And I decided to snap some pictures. I had the flash on. So, there's reflections of lights in, like, the glass door. And it's kind of weird because the glass door is there, but the wooden door burned down, so you can kind of see entirely inside the house, inside this burned-down kind of shell, which is kind of creepy in itself. So, I took a few pictures and went back. Now, I took a look at those pictures, examined them, and besides... uh, some some bugs that were in front that I just knew they were orbs because I snapped it and I saw the I was seeing the bugs in front of me and snapped it and they were in the picture. But really, nothing stood out to me. Um, and I just kind of considered, well, I just didn't get a good night for it. I, I guess you could say. And I kind of like checked out everything. I looked into all the windows. Nothing. And then two days ago, I'm kind of just sitting pretty bored. I'm looking kind of through the pictures and all of a sudden notice something. One of the pictures, I noticed something in the window and I kind of like zoom in onto it and there's, it looks like a smiling woman's face in the hood. She has blacked out eyes and. She's smiling, and right to the right of her, in the reflection, it would be in the left, but in the house, it would be to the right of her. There's literally, it looks like somebody's wearing, like, this kind of, like, troll mask or something. It has little beanie kind of black eyes. The eyebrows kind of go in, like, an angry kind of devious manner, kind of point down, and it just has this, like, smile, and it looks completely unnatural. It looks literally like a mask. So I kind of get creeped out and I walk, and later that night I walk up to my mom and I'm like, hey listen, uh, can you take a look at these pictures and tell me if you see anything? And she said, is that a woman in a hood? And this kind of looks like some kind of devilish thing or something, I was like, yeah, wow. I just wanted to make sure I'm not crazy. And she's like, can you please delete these photos? I'm like, why? And she says, just delete them. So I'll tell you in a second. So I delete them and she tells me, Earlier this evening, I was walking Max, the dog, and I heard voices coming from that house. Middle of the night, 11 o'clock. Voices. Just people talking, having a dinner party or something. Well, that's my story. I hope it didn't get cut out. I'm a big fan. Love you guys. And I'll be joining the EPP pretty much right after I'm getting done recording this. Thank you. Have a good night.
1: Thank you for uh, calling in and sharing your story. Well, that's creepy as hell and leaves me wanting a lot more.
2: Yeah, I wish we could see the pictures, but I know that we deleted them because mom said so. (sighs) And that's okay.
1: You know, there's ways, uh, depending on how long ago this was, of of getting those, if it's on a memory card or something and reviving things. This is
2: like within the last week.
1: I I would take that to a computer place and say, hey, I accidentally deleted some photos from this. Could you get this back for me? that's just I, I really would love to see those photos yeah uh, my question is do you think that what is in those photos is um, an entity or because uh, it's you know there's, there's the woman in the, the hood mm-hmm. uh, and then there's the, the masked looking troll next to it if you will is it a human or is it someone doing some sort of weird ritualistic thing in the Hulk of the burned out house could it just be people doing messed up things
2: could be. I mean,
1: did you think of that?
2: No, I didn't. I didn't. My mind was stuck on the fact that this fire happened Christmas Day, and this house is sure. still sitting there. So that tells me, with a little bit of knowledge I have, that there may not have been the best ending for one or both of them that were in the fire, because no. tens it, it, it takes a lot longer for them to deal with a thorough investigating.
1: Yeah. So there may be an ongoing investigation going on with the house.
2: Right. Because otherwise, you know, if they weren't in that bad a shape, you would think insurance would have stepped in and they'd either demolished it or mm-hmm. begun repair.
1: Yeah. And the fact that it's still sitting there this far into the year, that is bizarre. So
2: that's where I was at. I was stuck on that. I wasn't thinking about the ritual inside the house, but that's a very good possibility.
1: Yeah. Interesting. Keep us... Uh, up to date on on uh, what happens with that property and if you can get those photos we'd love to, uh, to see them so uh, please uh, keep us informed there. and thank you for becoming an EPP we really 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 do appreciate it it's you guys who become EPPs who allow us to continue to do this show so without that support the show would not con- uh, continue on to be very blunt about it so please consider becoming one through the website at realghoststoriesonline.com Susie writes in Hi guys I wanted to first say thank you for having this awesome show it is about time we have had a place where we can express our experiences with ghosts paranormal activities etc and not have to hear about UFOs too I was going to call in and tell my story but I was afraid that I'll mess up during the taping and this way I do not miss anything I love everything that has to do with the paranormal I've even made my family stay in haunted hotels while, our, while we're on family vacation. My 17-year-old daughter did experience a sighting in one hotel that we stayed at in South Dakota. But that is another story for another day. My story started in the year 1969. I was about eight or nine years old, and I'm now 51 years old. We had just arrived from another country. And we're financially not in a good state. I came here with my mother, father, and grandmother. Our relatives were able to get us an apartment in the Bronx in New York. It was a one-bedroom apartment, so I had no choice but to sleep in my parents' room. I have to tell the story because for many years, I've tried to find out if anyone else lives in or knows about this area. The apartment was located right in front of the Corpus Christi Monastery on Lafayette Avenue in Hunts Point, the Bronx. Uh, since we moved into this apartment, we started to see and feel strange things. But the funny part of all of this is that only my grandmother and I saw and felt it. My grandmother slept in the corner of the living room in a double sized bed. My bed was in my parents' room in a corner. The footboard of my bed was facing the door to my parents' bedroom. One night I heard three loud, very loud knocks. On- I immediately sat up in my bed and I turned to look towards my parents. They were asleep like nothing happened. I called after my grandmother and she responded, yes, I heard it. She said, do not worry and go to sleep. Just so you know, my grandmother grew up knowing about uh, Santeria, which, as you may know, uh, is an Afro-Cuban religion. It can be very dark at times and my grandmother never practiced it, but grew up in the environment So this next day, she told me that she heard the knocks and not to worry. It sounded like someone was trying to contact us. I was scared, but she said not to worry. But two nights later, the knocks came again. I again got up and sat on my bed. Again, my parents were dead asleep. I called my grandmother and she said, I heard it. Do not worry. Go to sleep. Close your eyes. One night, which was a night that just blew me away, I was again sleeping and the door just swung wide open. I got up, started to scream for my grandmother, and she said, Come here. Since that night, I slept with her in my bed. My parents the next morning said, "Where? Why were you making noise last night? But at the time that I was screaming, they did not wake up. Both my grandmother and I told them that it was not us. We told them What had happened, and they smiled and said, Oh, yeah, right. Another experience had occurred. I was just sitting watching TV one night, and all of a sudden, I felt as if I had a fever. My parents put me in bed, and the fever had gone up to 102. They took all my clothes off and started to bathe me with alcohol to cool me off. The fever was not going down. They immediately said, We're going to the ER. As soon as I left the apartment, I felt back to normal. I felt like I had felt before sitting and watching TV. I got the, to the emergency room and the nurses looked at me and looked at my parents and said, ''She's fine. There's nothing wrong with her. Her temperature's normal.'' We were like, They were like, ''Why did you bring her here and waste her time?'' I could see my mother's face. She might have thought that I was making this up, but she had taken my temperature. At the end, I guess she was happy that I was fine. One other experience I encountered was one day while, we, while I was at home with my grandmother alone, she was in the kitchen cooking and I was sitting there watching TV. During this time, many apartments had linoleum flooring. I miss linoleum flooring. You do? You? Don't you miss linoleum flooring? Not at all. <laughs> We had those little, the weird brick patterns. I think we've compared pictures. I think we both had the same linoleum flooring in our homes.
2: We did. Both of our childhood homes had that. Yeah, I loved
1: that, that flooring. (laughs) Actually, I I don't. It's really gaudy, but it's funny how many people had that pattern. Uh, Well, one day I was watching TV and all of a sudden the linoleum started to rise right in front of me, which that's interesting because that's a regular feature of linoleum. It does just kind of rise.
2: It can, yes.
1: It can if it's, but it sounds like it might be more than just bad (laughs) linoleum. I went over to step on it and it went down. I sat back down and it went up again. At this time, I just left it this way. It lifted up like in a bubble and it spread to one side and it slowly came down again. I called my grandmother and she said maybe it was a draft, but all the windows were closed. It was not a rat because I had stepped on it before. This was the only... This was the one that really interested me. and made me a believer to this day. My mother had a friend who lived in Spain. Since we came to this country without any money or toys, my mother's friend sent me a doll made in Spain. When you took out the doll's pacifier, she would cry and move her body like a baby. I love that doll because I never had a doll like this before. I would take uh, out and put that pacifier... uh, In and out all day. Well, one day it stopped crying. My father checked the batteries and they were fine. He said, Let me take her apart to see if there's anything wrong. He said, I'll do it tomorrow. He laid her down on my bed, which was empty now because I was sleeping with my grandmother. The next morning he came to me and said, Did you turn on the doll last night? I said, No. My grandmother said, Oh, I heard the doll crying all night. I thought you'd fixed it and started it up. My father said, That's impossible. Since I'd taken out the batteries and had taken the part out of it. When I went to pick up the doll, sure enough, the doll had no batteries and the cover was taken off the battery compartment. I have pictures that were taken in the department. Just recently, I pulled them out and started to look at them. Most of them show an aura around. So the reason that I was thrilled when I found your show is that I am finally able to express and share my encounters in that apartment. I've told this story to many friends, but you know how that goes. They believe you, but they have their doubts. I know what I experienced in the department was beyond normal old apartment cracks and noises. So if you can, please read this letter on the air and maybe I can see if anyone out there knows this area and have experienced anything. I'd love to know. It's been on my mind for years. Unfortunately, I never went back to visit the area, nor have any reason to go back. Thank you. And thank you for your show. I love it. I listen to you guys on the podcast every single day. Sincerely, Susie.
2: Well, whatever it was, was definitely targeting Susie. And the doll is what creeps me out the most.
1: Yeah, when it's making noise with no batteries? Yeah. That's interesting. I don't like dolls to begin with. No. Uh, I don't know. I wonder what the hell was going on with the linoleum.
2: Well... Being that I have the wealth of knowledge on flooring, <laughs> flooring. and useless flooring facts, yeah. that that one doesn't bother me as much because it could be either installed improperly or getting old, and the adhesives getting to where it's not what it once was, or it could yeah. be moisture that's causing.
1: It's moving a around, bubble. though.
2: Well, you know how bubbles are. Bubbles can move. That's true. So, but I didn't witness it, and sure. it could be very scary. To see it, uh, and that might be a whole different thing. I'm not trying to discount sure. it, but I just I see a lot more possible explanations for that particular part. But there's nothing to explain that stupid doll.
1: No, no, there's that's that right there is just. It, it sounds like it was trying to get the attention of the little girl. Yes. At that time, and I wonder if if it does have to do with something that the grandmother had known about, or just had been surrounded by, it, you know. And then it just kind of, it kind of these things tend to follow families.
2: They do. You I know? don't know anything about Santeria. Okay.
1: I don't either. But uh, I don't know. I have no idea if anyone wants to fill us in. Uh, but that was definitely a very creepy story. You know, that for a long time in my life, I thought linoleum was like the only option for flooring in like a kitchen. I didn't know there was other things. Really? I mean, I knew like you could have like hardwood, but that was it. I thought like hardwood was just like, That's how your house was built, though. I didn't know that the hardwood actually, like, went down on top of, like, baseboard. Okay. I thought it was just, that's the boards from the house.
2: Okay, so, like, the first house you had when you were really little probably had a wood floor, and you just thought that was... Part
1: of the house. I thought that was, like, yeah.
2: You didn't realize that was, like, a finish. Yeah, no idea. Well, you wouldn't at three years old.
1: I mean, I didn't know this until probably I met you. No, I know I knew a little bit, but not much. Okay. Okay. I think it was when I got my first house, actually, that I realized that that there was like the snap wood flooring and stuff and all the options that were out there. I I still, I kind of had that mindset of, oh, it's part of the house.
2: Both of my childhood homes had carpet... In the kitchen. Yeah. Not not in the kitchen. My earliest childhood home had linoleum, but what I was getting at was we only had carpet or linoleum in the first two homes in varying rooms. And so I knew that you could do that kind of stuff like tile and everything, but that was only stuff that I saw like on Parade of Homes or yeah. we talked about getting hardwood and the last house my parents had before they moved, uh-huh. but... But I knew it was out there. We just, I never really thought about it.
1: I always thought the idea of getting the linoleum that looked like wood was such a great idea.
2: (laughs) Really? I did.
1: And then I'm like, as an adult now, it's like, no, this would be a horrible idea. This would really be the worst possible thing we could do. I wonder, will linoleum ever come back in as a style? Has it ever gone out? It in hasn't homes, gone out because no. it
2: has its very appropriate applications.
1: There are places where it's not horrible. Right. Well, yeah. and
2: they've made great strides in making it look yeah. like things other than
1: linoleum. Right. It's not like linoleum made to look like linoleum because there, there was those years where it's like, oh, we're going to make this look like a uh, a rock walkway.
2: <laughs> I kid like, you not. There are some out there that I've seen put down that I had been down and touched to see if it was tile or not. That close. Yeah. That's cool and me with all my stupid flooring knowledge sure. it, it was that close so i couldn't tell
1: huh. oh we've talked about flooring enough i was going to go on another tangent about flooring but we just keep talking about flooring and not ghosts so <laughs> the last house we had basement bathroom that was linoleum flooring down there it looked like tile that was fairly decent looking yeah. wasn't it okay yeah i just wanted to confirm i wasn't crazy okay continue and it was haunted it was haunted linoleum too we, it was we, we not, got it taken out of a haunted house it
2: was it. not that house had nothing wrong with it except location
1: what about haunted float floorboards? Huh? you know how we talked about haunted bunk beds you know how we were trying to determine if something bad happened with um the tree that the bunk beds are made out of okay okay that like maybe someone hung themselves Some sort of tragic incident happened involving that tree And that may be why that bunk bed was haunted Although later on we got call, we got like Some letters in about some bunk bed Factory that was producing like bunk beds With satanic markings on the bottom later Yeah um, Which we kind of think that may have been the problem um, But going back to the idea of The tree having something Happen to it You could end up if you're doing hardwood flooring Having something occur Because of your flooring In theory.
2: Yeah, and I would say especially since there's a trend, and it's a little bit of a pricier trend, so not a lot of people are doing it, but to use reclaimed wood because it's got a green story behind it. So they're using reclaimed wood from old buildings or barns, whatever you can find. That's
1: an interesting thought. A lot of that reclaimed stuff, yeah. Then it's not just the tree.
2: I could see that stuff being haunted.
1: Interesting... And you could go for it, like, what's wrong with this building? What happened? It's a brand new building. Yeah, well, you used
2: or something you don't know. And I would probably get skinned alive if I told this, but I'm going to tell it anyway.
1: Skinned alive? Yeah. Are you by, stealing that from the Freddy Krueger story yeah, the other day? Okay. Yeah, that's still on my I'm mind. Going to skin you alive.
2: But one of my one of my friends is a rep for one of the large factories or large companies that produce flooring. Anyway, mm-hmm. there is actually a line of their flooring that is finished out it's hardwood that's finished out and treated and ready for sale it's uh used as a educational way to teach people that are incarcerated in prison how to do that as a craft okay so you've got prisoners making your flooring you okay know, that well and
1: and the thing is there's a is lot kind of weird there there's a lot of that where it can be good, you know where there's a lot of folks who are just trying to get their life straight-huh Uh and so you have a, a you know a good chunk of them that are just they're trying to get on a track of a profession, sure, but then every once in a while you get one done some pretty horrible shit, yeah, and may still be pretty bad making your flooring
2: or putting some kind of stuff on the back of your planks you, never you know. know you never yeah. know yeah
1: you never really know that's a uh there you go something to think about next time you're at color tile <laughs> 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 is color tile even still around i don't think so uh 855 853 Tisha writes in, my paternal grandmother lived in a beautiful 100-year-old eight-bedroom colonial home in the upper northwest section of Washington, D.C. The home was in the family for 58 years and was the family homestead. The house I was staying in previously caught fire from the neighboring house and suffered damage. My paternal grandmother insisted that I come and stay with her and my great-aunt as they had plenty of room. So I packed whatever I could that wasn't damaged, and I and my five-year-old daughter moved in that same day. In hindsight, I should have noticed signs, but I thought it was me trying to adjust to the sudden change. Plus, I was just getting out of the hospital from surgery and on medication. Nothing over the top happened, just little things, noises at night, but it was an old home. Feeling of no privacy, creepy feelings in certain rooms out of the house, especially the basement. And one bedroom that was located on the third floor and the third floor bathroom door opening on its own. Also the second floor bathroom felt like you were never alone Especially when you were in the shower you get the urge to keep looking out from the shower curtain My daughter's schoolmates would remark on these feelings Also whenever she had sleepovers As time went by began to have dreams of some entity coming after me The dream was reoccurring and As the time went by it became more sinister and scary I'd be in my room and the presence would manifest and try to enter me I'd finally, I would finally, in the dream, start reciting the Lord's Prayer and another prayer, which I could never remember precisely, and it would laugh but disappear. I'd have this dream not only at home, but also at my boyfriend's home, but whenever I began praying, the entity left, but to those who were next to me while I dreamt, I was speaking in another language or in tongues, as my ex described, and it would freak people out. I went and got a blessed rosary from the church and placed it on my door, read on, read up on what was going on and how to stop it by cleansing the house with sage. My maternal grandmother was Cuban and believed in the paranormal as I do too, but I tried to rationalize it. Then things escalated. I began to get ill, fibromyalgia. "'Depressed, encountered problems at work with my attendance due to my illness, "'lost my car, relationship problems, etc., "'I began to see small shadows run across the floor, "'and my daughter would tell me she would hear things. "'My grandmother was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer suddenly "'and died within months. "'The dreams escalated, but this time something was evil.' I would see black shadows dash out of the corner of my eye, and I had the urge to run upstairs as if something was going to harm me and other things. One night I was sleeping and had terrible dreams again, and I was praying in the dream. The entity suddenly was pressing down on my chest, laughing, and then I couldn't remember the Lord's Prayer. I woke in sweat and heard an unearthly growl. The room smelled of rotten eggs, and I saw a cat-like creature with no... Back legs telepathically tell me that there is no God and vanish into the wall. I stayed all night with the covers over my head and prayed the 23 psalms until I fell asleep in the morning. I thought I was losing my mind until one day my daughter told me she sees the shadows too. My great aunt admits to hearing things and feeling like she's not alone, but she shrugged it off. She refused to allow someone to come into the home to investigate. I lost my job, and finally I resulted to cleaning, uh, to cleansing the home monthly. Things died down as far as dreams, but they returned when my great-aunt passed. We since have sold the home. There were other things. My daughter would have dreams of supernatural nature also, seeing shadows of a man. And so did my five-year-old nephew. Every family member had at least one creepy experience in that home. I've since moved to Pennsylvania, and while cleaning my iPad, iPhone, and laptop, discovered that while I was recording in my old home and new home, I have unknowingly caught EVPs that are so clear, I think you guys need to hear or see the video. I'm starting to believe that something is attached to me, but I do recall as a teen being told by someone that I was a sensitive, and my daughter is much more sensitive than me. In one EVP from the old home, you can hear a cat-like creature Screaming as my dog is running around the home from room to room. This explains the cat-like creature in my dreams and the cat that mysteriously appeared and vanished in the kitchen and my dog would have never allowed a cat to enter the home and a little girl's voice in the beginning. In the new home, the little girl is in the video too telling me to stop it. Please forward me an email address so I can send you the videos. There are three. Thank you. Tisha. Did you send her an email address?
2: I haven't yet. We should do that. Yes.
1: Um, That uh, would be interesting to see that video. And if we get it, uh, we get permission, we can put it up on the website.
2: Have you heard of a cat-like creature? Uh, No. I know we had the one story a while back of the couple that saw the Cheshire-looking cat. Yeah. But not a cat with no back legs. I haven't heard that one before.
1: Yeah, um that just sounds really weird and dark. <laughs> I know not I go there a lot. Right. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the thing she said, there's something that popped out that said there's no God and then disappeared that immediately kind of makes my mind go to, this is something probably fairly demonic. This is not necessarily a human entity that's messing with you. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I mean, it, it sounds like something that would be disturbing and out of place. And that's what those things tend to manifest themselves as. So,
2: I would have sold the house, too.
1: Yeah, I would have, too. That just it sounds fairly creepy. I'm sorry to hear that it's somewhat still following them now.
2: Well, it sounds like it's a different yeah. thing.
1: Or, or at least calm down. Yeah. So, yeah, send us that uh, that video, uh, if you would. Uh, the email is Tony at RealGhostStoriesOnline.com, T-O-N-Y at RealGhostStoriesOnline.com. Com. Megan writes in, I live in the old servant's quarters of one of the most historic homes in Indianapolis, the Hannah House. It's been said for years that the house and property is haunted, and after living there for nearly three and a half years, there has been so many strange little things happen that I couldn't deny it. Nothing here is malicious, and we try to share our home as best we can with the previous tenants, but sometimes they get ornery, and caused trouble. We have often been unable to find our keys, other knick-knacks and pieces of mail we've had filed away, only to find them under the kitchen table. My husband's razor was tossed across our bathroom and broke. Another time, a ceramic cat bank of mine came off our cabinets in the kitchen. I uh, hit my husband in the head and shattered on the floor. The bank would have had to have been lifted over a half-inch lip and move two feet to the right to hit my husband's head like it did. We hear our pets, a dog, and a cat, even when they're asleep. And on one occasion, while preparing for a vacation, when they weren't even in the apartment, we hear George Meow, and we hear Sprites, Collar, and Tags outside the door as if she wants in, even as she sleeps in my lap. The house was built in 1858 by Mr. Alexander Hanna, And though no photos exist of him that we know of, the height of the banisters in the house suggest he was a shorter man. Friends who have visited my home say they see a man about my height in the front door window. These are just a few of the interesting things that happened where I live. And there are more stories to tell that have happened to my husband and I, as well as friends and visitors to the house. The story of the house is long and still debated.
2: I don't know. Something that'd be dropping stuff on my head. I'd have a hard time being pleasant and sharing my space.
1: Yeah, I don't know what that would be. I mean, it could very well be a pissy, ornery human ghost. Not necessarily something dark. But something that probably doesn't want them there.
2: Yeah, well... It,
1: it wants their house to be their house still.
2: Sure, and, and if he built it, you know, I'm sure he has a the, the previous... Not the previous owner, obviously, because we're talking about 150 years. But Mm -hmm. the guy who built it, if he's the one that still haunts it, obviously he's going to have ties to it.
1: It sounds like someone has a problem with sharing.
2: Yeah. How do you teach a ghost to share?
1: You put on a lot of Daniel Tiger videos and teach him just like a two-year-old.
2: Sounds pretty good.
1: Sharing is caring. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that? Yeah Okay I just wanted to make sure I've heard that Endlessly I've been, endlessly le- I've been lately. learning a lot uh, 855-853-4802 Is our phone number to call The Real Ghost Stories Online
0: Hey Tony Bruski. Uh, this is Ruben From Santa Ana, California um, Anyways I just want to tell you guys That I love your show I listen to it every night When I'm uh, laying in bed I put on my headphones And I just listen to your show And try to go to sleep With uh, some spooky ghost stories um, before your show, I would always listen to old episodes of Post Coast AM's Halloween Special Show, Ghost Ghost AM. Um, the show that had like you know callers calling with their true ghost stories every Halloween, uh, and when it was hosted with Art Bell, I would listen to those every night and you know they never got old because i just uh love ghost stories but now that i found your show i have fresh material to uh listen to fresh ghost stories and you know other than you guys i'm not quite sure there's anyone else that does this so it's very very uh, entertaining because i love ghost stories anyways
1: i just want to say something too that's what I used to do a lot of too. I would I would YouTube those old ones uh-huh. and then find them and listen to them over and over and there's only so many of them out there because they only did so many ghost to ghost episodes. And that's what's was kind of again, I, as I said it before was kind of part of the inspiration for doing the show is what if we just do this like on a daily basis then there's like endless ghost to ghost episodes for myself to enjoy and listen to as as we've created new ones. And for I'm thinking there's got to be other people out there who enjoy that show, and you only got so many, so let's do it every day. So, anyhow. There we go. This is kind of cool, hearing someone who did that same thing and uh, is now uh, using us as the outlet for that. So, thank you. Continuing on.
0: My story um, goes, um, my grandmother's sister passed away a long time ago and they buried her in a Tijuana, Mexico cemetery. And the cemeteries over there are pretty spooky as it is. They're not too well maintained, and they're pretty spooky, right? And I've always been into the paranormal, and into, uh, you know, like spooky stuff. So when we went to go visit my aunt's grave, um, I decided to walk away and uh, you know just take a little tour a self guided tour of tombstones uh, and it was daylight, and there was people you know like visiting other graves um but they weren't too close to me. they were you know a couple of feet away uh and I see more than that. they were pretty far away, but uh you know just not like you know too far away, but they weren't close enough in order to, uh, you know, give me an explanation as to this, uh, weird, uh, strange thing I heard. Um, anyway, um, I saw this tombstone that caught my attention and, uh, this tombstone, like the headstone it has like a glass display on the headstone, like a bulletin glass display. And, uh, You know, the glass display was holding, um, like a golden vase or a trophy. It wasn't like a valuable, um, item. It it was more like decorative. And, um, but it, like, it had, like, a lock, like, a a little lock. However, the glass was broken. Um, not completely, you know, it was shattered. And, um, it shattered enough that anyone could have like taken it when they wanted to. So I you know, I started thinking to myself, you know, I thought to myself, Oh, you know, anyone can just uh get a hold of this vase, uh uh or you know, trophy and take it home with them. And uh as soon as I as soon as I thought that, I was getting closer to the headstone to take a better look. And as soon as we did that, now keep in mind, I was thinking about this mentally. Anyways, as soon as we did that, as soon as we started getting closer to the headstone to take a better look of the glass display, I heard an audible angry moan. I heard, God, this is not a fake story. This is true. I heard an audible angry moan Coming straight from that tombstone, like from ground. I was standing up, and it sounded like it came from ground level, and it sounded like it came like right. It sounded like it, like it was like right in front of my face, but like you know, like ground level, uh, you know, headstone level, you know, and and you know, like I mentioned, there was no one nearby. You know, the, the, there was people nearby, but you know, not too close nor too far. You know, they weren't close enough in order, you know, for me to, you know, possibly, you know, just, uh, maybe confuse myself and think that, oh, you know, maybe it was someone, you know, like an actual human being, but no, it wasn't. (laughs) This was, I swear it sounded like a ghostly, angry moan and... It sounded like it came, like, right from ground level, right in front of me, and there was no one, like, nearby. And, anyways, I, you know, just thinking about it, just gives it gives me the chills because it, it, it just sounded like it was angry, because I was like... Trying to get close to its property, so I took that as a sign. And out of respect, I just like ran. Or well, I didn't okay, I didn't run, but <laughs> because like since it was like daytime, I wasn't like afraid. But I was I was more like whoa, you know, you know, like surprised. So you know, I left out of respect cause I, you know, I kind of took it, you know, maybe, you know, it wants to be left alone. Um, and you know, the only reason why I was in afraid was because it was daytime and they weren't, and there was people like not too far away, but up to this day, I still think about it and just wonder, you know, what was it? And like, you know, and it, and it makes me want to go visit the same grave all over again and try to see if uh I would get any more like um yeah just uh something else happening to me. But uh yeah, it it's a true story, Tony, I swear to God. Uh I am still I'm just like it's just weird. Um I have other ghost stories, however, I you know, I'll just call back and I will um be glad to uh, tell you more of my ghost cool stories and uh, I love your show and keep up the good work guys alright
1: bye thank you for calling in and sharing your ghost story with us we really do appreciate that he still sounds really shook up from trying to distraught from what occurred there
2: yeah um, I don't think I'd be going back into any graveyards I'd be if-
1: yeah. I, I understand the curiosity but I think he might have just done what was right of just Whatever it was, just wanted to be left alone. Yeah, I think that that could just be it. Sometimes, sometimes we think, oh, it's trying to give me a message, it's trying to scare me. It's, if I just want you to leave it the hell alone. And it's, you know, like an angry person, it'll it'll push you away. And it may not be anything personal. It just maybe just get, you know, get the hell away from me.
2: Leave my trophy alone.
1: Essentially, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very interesting. Eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is a phone number to call into Real Ghost Stories online. One more story, sure. One more story. Okay, here we go. Last caller of the evening. Hello.
5: Hi, my name is Michael, and my ghost story is about the Shadow Man. Um, many years ago, I had came back home from college um, to visit my dad, who I hadn't seen in many years, and with his girlfriend. And um so I had come out of town and I was staying with them and I was sleeping on the couch it was very uncomfortable and my cousin who had rented the house next door well actually a trailer next door um, asked me if she wants me to spend the night over there in a bed and I said said well sure and that night um, I, I packed myself up took a shower and there was a big snowstorm but I wasn't feeling really well at all, and I decided, well, I'll just watch some TV, and I had went to bed. Um, the strange thing was is that the kids had moved their bed in the adult's room, and um, I thought that was weird because I'd never seen kids a family sleep in one room before. But anyways, I had went to sleep, just drifted off, and I was awakened by someone pushing down on me and choking me and I couldn't move at all and I had looked at the end of my bed I had opened my eyes and there was this shadow figure in a pitch black room and how could that be possible when there wasn't any light to cast a shadow and it had these really weird reddish eyes and um, I could feel its hate and it I was paralyzed, but I could. I remember saying the Lord's Prayer and the St. Michael Prayer, and I can feel this thing just release its hands off me, and I, I, I finally asked God. I couldn't go to sleep, and I had asked God to help me sleep peacefully, and when I woke up, I had felt completely dreadful, and I decided, well, I guess I'm going back to my mother's house to stay because I wasn't going to stay there anymore, and... I asked God that next night to show me what was going on if I really experienced this. And when I had went to sleep that next night in my own house, I had saw it through the demon's eyes and how it mo- moved and motivated and, and manipulated the environment. And and I can saw it from its point of view when I was saying the, the Lord's Prayer, and I could see it just shriveling up into the corner back into some void Um, a couple weeks later I had talked to my cousin who had lived who lives there at that house and I had asked her and told her the thing the experience that happened to me and she told me she let me sleep back there in that room just to see if it was haunted because the kids wasn't able to sleep back there that's why they were sleeping in the room with, with them um, many years later, now into the present, I became a professional psychic. I believed that God had given me the power of discernment. I had talked to the property owner, and she had told me that before that family moved in, it was a man that lived in that room, and he was an atheist, and he hated God. and I'm not for sure if, what it was, but it wasn't good. Um, I have a couple of other several ghost experiences in my life, but if you'd like to know more about them, you can contact me at uh,
2: 423. I would be mad as hell to find out I was somebody's haunting guinea pig, you know, just to see, oh, we just let you sleep there, just to see if it bothered you too. Let's
1: put the kids back there and see if they see any of them ghost ghouly things yeah it's a little disturbing.
2: I'd be interested to know what else that former property owner slash tenant was into because I don't think being an atheist is grounds to claim anything
1: well, and most atheists uh, it, an atheist is not someone who hates God or doesn't like God. It's more so they they don't believe in in anything and they're more so just questioning you know and it just exactly you know. an atheist is someone. Who, who, who It's the opposite. It's just, it's not hating. I mean, it, it, that's more of a Satanist if you hate God. Right. Um, you know, so that's really not the, the definition at all. Um, but he just may have been using the wrong term, not meaning that. You know, just not knowing what he was speaking of. Um, I don't know. It seems messed up.
2: It does. Uh, either way, it sounds like there is something going on in that room. Yeah.
1: So... I don't know what to tell you. Then I won't be sleeping there ever again. You no. know, So uh, there you go. Another episode of Real Ghost Stories online Down. If uh, you would like to be an EPP, help support the show, keep the show alive, please consider becoming one. If you like, then listen to the show a couple of days a week. Uh, think about throwing a little bit of money in the kitty and helping us stay alive uh, and uh, not becoming the dead. Because um, if you're the undead, you're still alive, right? Let, let us continue to be the undead, right? Undead? Cause we, right, right?
2: I don't know. The think, way you use it, sometimes I think we're, you're using it in reference to ghost.
1: I think that would work. Let us continue to be the undead. We're How
2: not about just help us stay afloat or alive?
1: Afloat, yeah. Wind in the sails. Something like that. I just wanted to make it creepy sounding, I, but I'm not succeeding at that. Don't
2: obviously. let our show become a ghost. I guess so. All right.
1: (laughs) We'll come up with a better analogy for the next show. Become an EPP through the website, realghoststoriesonline.com is where you can do that. Five bucks a month, uh, or you can do the yearly option. It's a 60 bucks a year, and uh, you get the EPP episodes, 52 a year, sent directly to your inbox once a week. So check that out. Uh, Until next time, for Jenny Bruski, I'm Tony Bruski. Thanks for listening to Real Ghost Stories Online.